0: Father, we give you thanks.
1: Lord, Lord, we bless
0: your name. God, we give you thanks. Thank you for your presence in our midst, O Lord. King of glory, we exalt you. Lord Almighty, we give you praise. Our Father in heaven, we give you thanks. God Almighty, we give you thanks. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, you said that we shall receive power. God, we give you thanks for the power in our midst. God, we give you thanks. We bless your name. We give you thanks. We praise your name. God, you are higher than the highest. You are stronger than the strongest. You are greater than the greatest. Your majesty knows no bounds. Your grace knows no end. Your love knows no limit. Father, we bless you. We give you thanks. The Spirit of God has made me, says Job. We give you thanks, O Lord God. The Spirit of God has set me on my feet, says Ezekiel. God, we give you thanks. For the Holy Spirit who gives us life. For the Holy Spirit who helps us to stand The Spirit has entered me and set me on my feet, said Ezekiel. God, we stand because of your grace. The Spirit lifted me up. Philip was caught by the Spirit. God, this day, we pray, O Lord God, there will be new revelation. Father, an opening of eyes in the name of Jesus. God has revealed them to us by His Spirit, says the Word of God. Would you want to pray and say, Father... Reveal unto us by your Spirit this day. Reveal your truth unto us by your Spirit this day. 1 Corinthians 2 and 10 says, God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. We have received the Spirit of God, that we might understand what God has given unto us. Father, by the Spirit that we have received, cause us to understand. Would you want to pray that prayer by the Spirit that we have already received? Cause us that we might understand in the name of Jesus. Cause us that we might understand. The mystery that was revealed unto the Apostle Paul was through the Holy Spirit. Father, open your word unto us this day. Open your word unto us this day. Are you praying? Are you asking God to open the word unto you today? Father, open your word unto us this day. Teach us by your spirit. Each one of them shall be taught by me, says the Lord. God, that you will teach us this day. Teach us from your word today. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus we give you thanks Lord. In the name of Jesus we bless your name. God, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name. Psalm 143, verse 10. Psalm 143 and verse 10. The choir will have to come back. You could rest for a while. Psalm 143.10 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Would you want to turn that into a prayer now and say, God, that you would teach me to do your will. For you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Lead me in the land of the righteous. God, teach me to do your will, teach me to do your will, as many as are the sons of God, they are led by the Spirit, says the word. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. God, lead us by your Spirit this day. Lead us by the Holy Spirit this day. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You want to begin to thank God and say, God, I give you thanks that I am your son today. I give you thanks that I am your son today. God, by the spirit that dwells in me, I am your son today. I give you thanks for adoption. I give you thanks for justification. God, I give you thanks for salvation. I give you thanks for sanctification. The Spirit led Jesus out into a wilderness. Let's tell the Lord God that you may lead us today. We need your leading. We need your leading. God that you would lead us. The Spirit spoke unto Peter. And said fear not. Go with them. For I have sent them. Lord I pray. Spirit of God. Speak unto us through your word Speak unto us through your word The spirit did not allow them Allow Paul To enter Bithynia God wherever we must not enter Let the Holy Spirit prevent us this day in the name of Jesus. Would you want to pray that? The Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to enter Bithynia. Acts 16 verse 7 Lord, wherever you would not want us go, let the Spirit restrain. Let the Spirit restrain. Paul determined in the Spirit... To go to Jerusalem. Father, we determine today to go with you. We determine this day to go with the Spirit. Lord Holy Spirit, you would lead us. Lord Jesus, the Baptizer, you would allow us to understand your word. Father, the giver of all good gifts, we bless your name. We give you thanks. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats. Thank you all for coming. In fact, the house is full. Full to the overflowing. Amen. Amen. And as you come, the Lord would reward you richly in Jesus' name. As you have come this, uh, that's okay, as you have uh, come for the vigil night of um, Feb, I want to appreciate your grace in in engracing me, because... um, God willing, this would be the last time that I get onto the pulpit in the Bread of Life Fellowship. So, I give thanks to God for all the years of allowing me to minister. And I know you didn't come for my sake. (laughs) I don't want to flatter myself thinking that All these God's children have shown up for my sake. I don't consider myself to be Paul who said that. And then the whole of Ephesus was present at the beach. Maybe later this weekend I would say the whole of Muscat was present at the airport. But I give God thanks for the um, very humble... Beginnings that we had in this land, you would hear tomorrow is a women's ministry program, and if I take more than five minutes, um, there will be Sister Wendy would come, with me, come at me with a stick, and they'd be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So uh, we wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to take much of her time, and I'd, you've heard me always, so tomorrow I'd allow my wife to speak. So somebody said hallelujah. (laughs) Thank God. She's going to speak for a change. So I just want to thank God. Um, I've ministered in this church for so long. And God has given me the grace to study his word. And to present it with clarity. That has been my one overarching goal. That I be clear. For all that I do, for all that I don't do, one thing I try to do is be clear. Because clarity is life, ambiguity is death. So I've tried to be clear and many of the houses we visited, you've asked me how do I study the word and my simple answer is God shows no favoritism. You decide to read the word, God will decide to speak to you. But if you're lazy with him, he cannot give you anything if your fists are already cleansed. If you go to him with an empty palm, he'd fill you up. So that has been my experience. I've um, I I don't think that I've spoken about my testimony earlier, I'd give Pastor Abraham also an opportunity tomorrow to say something, otherwise he'll be Um, feeling left out, so I'd allow him to say something as well. But anyways, I thank God for all the the times of mounting the pulpit. I consider this as a very, very sacred place, and I wouldn't dare to say something that is not from the Word of God. I am more scared of bringing a wrong teaching than I am of displeasing any one of you, I would rather displease you than displease God. so that has been my overarching motive. anyway, uh, we thank God for the ministration of His word, so I want you to bow with me once again because we are going to handle something that is quite um, that has gone through a lot of turbulence in the recent years. you must have. Heard a lot about the baptism and the filling of the Holy Spirit. So let's just pray. Let's ask God to help us at this point of time. Let's say, Father, expose me to the truth. Set me free by your truth. I need your truth to live in this world full of errors and deceits and lies and corruption. Therefore, open my eyes. Open my heart to the truth. Are you praying? Are you talking to God with sincerity, saying, God? Father, save me from error. Expose me to the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. When the Spirit comes, He shall lead you into all truth, said the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, let your truth let your truth be revealed unto me. Let your truth benefit me today. Would you want to pray that prayer? Father, let your truth benefit me today. The word of God came unto Balaam, but it did not benefit him because he did not obey. Would you tell the Lord, Father, I be not like Balaam. Save me from the error of Balaam. Save me from the error of Herod. Save me from the error of King Agrippa. All these heard the word, but they were not profited by it. Let's go to God and say, God, that I may be profited by your word. I may be profited by your word. You would also want to pray, God, help me be a Berean. The Bible commends the Bereans, for they were more noble than the Thessalonians, because those, they went back and searched the scriptures. There's a twofold effect in the heart of the Bereans The Bible says that they received the word joyfully and they also went and checked. Let's tell the Lord God, I give you thanks for every time your word has come unto us. But from this moment on, help me to be a Berean in the sense that I go back and check the word. I want to double check, cross check, reference what the man is speaking from the pulpit. I shall not be lazy concerning your word. Help me, Lord. Ephesians one seventeen says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Would you want to pray? God, I need the spirit of wisdom. Grant me the spirit of wisdom and revelation this day in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. In the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Brethren, there is no other discipline of education other than theology. There is no higher education other than the knowledge of God. Would you want to know Jesus? Then talk to Him and say, God, grant me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In effect, you are praying, Holy Spirit, grant me that which discerns the truth. Grant me that which discerns the truth. Help me to discern between truth and error. Help me to discern between truth and error. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Father, teach me this day. Help me to search the Scriptures. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In, in recent times, the... Um, Much is being said about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the filling of the Holy Spirit. And things are being linked together with that. There's a lot of spurious teaching going on. Now, I wouldn't want to take examples. I would allow the Holy Spirit to minister unto you at this point. Um, Therefore, there is a necessity laid on us that we should be able to discern what is the biblical position? We have just one touchstone upon which we, uh, we test out all the notions that are being thrown at us. And that is the word of God. And Galatians 1.8, Paul was very strong when he said that, If anyone preaches to you a gospel other than that which I have preached unto you, even if it be an angel from heaven, let him be accursed, let him be anathema, let him be forever damned. That's the um, literal Greek rendering of that. Let him be forever damned. it's a it's a word that Paul uses with such emphasis that, he is really angry at the false teachers therefore we need to we need to understand now you and i when we use language we use words interchangeably we use one word um, to represent something else which for which another word already exists But the Bible is not so. It is very careful. If you trust that the Holy Spirit is the one who is given the word of God, then you should also trust that he has used words very judicially. He has used the words very judiciously. So the phrase baptism in or with the Holy Spirit is not the same as being filled in or with the Holy Spirit. These are two distinct, different phrases, terms having distinct and different meanings. Let's just read Acts chapter 2 and we'll first look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What is it? Um, How do I get it? Do I have it already? And so on and so forth and I trust that you would hear me out hear the word of God with attentive ears. Therefore, please make sure that you are not sleeping. Uh, We don't want any uticus in the house, right? Because there is no Paul in the house. So if you follow from the loft, uh, we really need to ask the Holy Spirit to intervene. So no uticus in the house. Nobody sleeps. Right? Husband, hold your wife's hands. We will not think that you are romantic. We will know. That you want to squeeze it when he's sleeping, right? Okay, Acts chapter two, one to four. I know you've had a tough week, but then the Lord will refresh you in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts two, one to four. When the day of Pentecost arrived, I'm reading from the ESV, which is closer to the um, the original languages. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues, as of fire, appeared to them. Now, noted, it is not fire, but as of fire. And even before that you find in verse 2, Like a mighty rushing wind, there was no rushing wind, there was only a sound. Verse 3, And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them, and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, usually... What what I like to do is To have a systematic outline And so that when you go home You have something to Grasp the whole message with But because I was um, Commanded by the Pastoral team That I should be handling this I've, I've just noted points So Point number one And it, it, these are just thoughts Point number one is that what was promised in chapter one gets fulfilled in chapter two. Chapter one, Jesus Christ promised, was five, verse eight of chapter one. He promised that the Holy Spirit is going to be given unto the disciples and they should not rush out to preach the good news of Jesus as a resurrection, but they should Wait until they are endured with power, and then they would begin. Now, historically, the progression is very important. He says in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends. And if you read the book of Acts carefully, you find that uh, Jerusalem and Judea were being evangelized from chapter 3 even unto chapter 7 by the death of. Stephen, chapter 8 begins with Samaria, Philip goes to Samaria, you know this, you are Bible students, so you must have understood this, and then Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then comes to the ends of the earth, the ends of the earth begins with Cornelius, that's chapter 10, where the Gentiles also receive this. Now, in all the occasions, mind you, the apostles were present. Correct? Yes or no? Let's have some interaction so that if you're nodding at me, I know you're going to... You're you're not calling me towards you, you're falling asleep. So don't pray for me right now. When I ask you to pray, you would pray. Alright? Acts chapter 2 the apostles were present agreed chapter 8 when it went to samaria the apostles were present yes who was there pop quiz peter was there peter had to come philip was preaching people received the holy spirit people received the gospel with joy the holy spirit did not come upon them The apostle had to come. Ten, who was there? Peter, Paul, Philip, ABC, none of the above. (laughs) Peter. So you see, this is historically very, very important. That it happened in Jerusalem, Judea, which is, again, the Jewish territory. Then it spreads a little further into the... uh, Judeo Gentile world, which is Samaria, then it spreads further and it gets into Cornelius, which is Gentiles. But then we move on to Acts 19, you find another batch of people there. These were the proselytes. Okay, these are not electrolytes, these are proselytes, these are human beings. Okay, they are not space creatures, these are that means that these are people who had converted into Judaism through hearing the teaching of John the Baptist, and they had been baptized into the baptism of John the Baptist, Acts chapter 19. And Paul engages them in a conversation and says that when did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they say we have not even received. Heard that there exists something like a Holy Spirit. What are you talking about? What's going on? He said then what were you baptized into and i said into the baptism of john so they were still old testament saints agree disagree pastor abraham recognizes this murmuring this usually happens in mind of christ when he asks for the memory verse the person on his right gives the memory verse all others become Bees at that point of time buzzing along. (laughs) And he says, no. And each one of you have to give the memory verse. So right or wrong? These were Old Testament saints. They had received John the Baptist's baptism and not the baptism of... Not the baptism of... No, 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 hang on, hang on. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not yet coming. Jesus, the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? They're not yet received that. Once they received that, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Correct? Now, these are the only circumstances where there was a two-step process. Please don't lose me here. This is the only historical um, instances where... A two-step process happened. Step number one, faith in the Lord Jesus. Gap, Holy Spirit baptism. Agreed? Are you following my thought over here? This is the only instance. And why did this happen? This is because God was fulfilling something that needed uh, an evidence among all. I'll tell you what I mean. In Acts chapter 2, when the 120 received it, and when when Peter stood up and when he preached, the people asked, what is going on? Now, just before that, the 120 were already believers, Yes or no? Yeah? The 120 had one step number one done. They were believers. But the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon them. If it had come upon them, then there was no point in Jesus saying, wait. Correct? He said, wait, you guys are going to be baptized again. Now, why did this have to happen in Samaria? Now, in Samaria, it does not actually... Um, mention that they spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 2, it mentions that step number 1, believe, which is before Acts. Step number 2, be baptized. Step number 3, spoke in tongues. In Samaria, step number 1, they believed when Philip preached. Then, Peter had to come. Who had to come? Peter and John. Why did Peter and John have to come? Have you thought about it? Peter and John had to come because they had to attest what Jesus said in Act, in chapter 1, saying, Samaria will also receive. How will the apostles get proof unless they were there? Now they didn't have media coverage. They don't have BBC, CNN at that point of time. There were still women who were gossiping, but still that was not a very particular, very reliable uh, source of information. But the reliable source of information was when the apostles would see it by sight. Are you following me? And then the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they speak in tongues. It's not mentioned they speak in tongues, but I want to believe that they spoke in tongues, because if not, the Jews would say, I've got something, you have not. Na, 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 na. Move a little further, we come to Cornelius. Peter is sitting on top of the... um, on the... on the terrace... hoping for a barbecue... but then God brings down and says that there is a... sheet full of... creatures that a Jew would not touch. Symbolically, God was saying that I'm going to take you to the... quote-unquote unclean. Now he resists... but God says that that's not going to happen. You're going to obey me. And then immediately... He goes to Cornelius' house, and Cornelius receives the gospel, and he receives the laying on of hands. The Holy Spirit comes, and he speaks in tongues. Correct? Agree or disagree? Yeah. Who was present? Peter. Right? Acts chapter 11. There's a council that happens. And now the chaps are asking, what's going on? Why? Is this happening? So now Peter who was available on all three occasions is able to testify what God did in Acts chapter. He promised in Acts chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Do you see the God's uh, brilliant plan over here? No one can say that God did not fulfill his promise in exactly the same way. With the Jews, with the 50-50s, and with the Gentiles. It had to happen that way. From then on, there is no two-step process. Now, you need to get me very, very clear over here. Don't fall asleep. From then on, there is no two-step process for Holy Spirit baptism. Okay. I'll explain that as I go on. What was happening on that day in Acts chapter 2 was the birth of the church. As suddenly as the church was born, the church will also get raptured as suddenly what was happening in Acts chapter 2 was a transition, a break forth from the Old Testament to the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the Spirit was on and off, but in the New Testament, the Spirit lives within us. In the Old Testament, the God, had, God dwelt in a temple, but in the New Testament, we are the temple. Right? Right? So in Acts chapter 2, what is happening over here is that on the day of Pentecost, the church was born. I will not go into the details of how Leviticus 28 gets fulfilled over here. The Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Passover, the second Feast of Weeks. God's perfect plan is happening over here. We wouldn't have time for that. that reserve it for another day. But then the Spirit's coming is that... It did not happen through prayer. What did we read in Acts chapter 2? Now, you might find my voice going up and down there just to make sure that you don't fall asleep, alright? So, there's nothing wrong with uh, our brother sitting over there. He, he's fine. He's not playing on with the knobs. It's just that it goes up and down so that you guys pay attention. What happened in Acts chapter 2 is that they were together in one place and they were assembled together, and suddenly the Bible does not say that they were praying. The Holy Spirit came as a result of divine timetable, and not as a result of the people praying. You get that? That's clear from here. When they were all together in one place, that's all that they were saying. That's all that they were doing. They were in one place. Now, the audible and the visual sign in Acts chapter 2 is a non-repeatable act by God. So, if someone comes and tells you that here and there I saw tongues of fire and I heard something like mighty rushing wind, please go back to scriptures. Where else has this happened? Did it happen in Samaria? Am I communicating? Did it happen in the house of Cornelius? Did it happen in Acts 19? So it's a one-off process. Alright? I just want you to be careful about what you hear from the television. And what you receive from the Wolves in sheep's clothing. Non-repeatable. Alright, let's go on. Another point I've written is that it was received by all in the upper room collectively and individually. Now imagine, some school of thought says that it is only the disciples who received it. If it was only the disciples who received it, God is partial. And the other 108 would be wondering what's going on. 120, 12 of them received the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire came upon them, but here it says, on each one of them. Alright? Now, at this point, what was happening is that they were being one, being made one spiritual body. What's happening over here is the birth of the church, and they were being made one Body. That's what is happening over here. Now, Holy Spirit baptism is referenced seven times. The, the phrase baptized with the Holy Spirit is referenced seven times and six of them are a direct quote or an indirect quote of what John the Baptist or Jesus said. Only seven references in the New Testament of the phrase Baptized in the Holy Spirit Six of them are a direct quote Or an indirect quote of the direct quote By either Jesus or John the Baptist Let's just take a look at it so that you know it's from the scriptures Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 Click your iPads to Matthew three eleven. Because we've all got digital Bibles Matthew three, eleven. Are we there? Let someone from the crowd read
2: I baptized you with water for repentance But after me will come one who is more powerful than I Whose sandals I am not fit
0: to carry He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and the fire Okay Let's leave out the fire part of it. Some people say that this fire is the fire of Acts uh, chapter two, but I trust that it is not because uh, that's for a different day. All right. Let's leave that fire part of it. But here it says, "He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit." Mark one eight. Somebody else. Luke three sixteen. John one thirty three. Whoever finds one of these references, please read the reference and the words. Mark 1.8, Luke 3.16, John 1.33. Mark
2: 1.8, I have baptized you with water, but He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Luke 3.16. How many references so far? Three. John 1 33. I did not know him, but he who sent me to
2: baptize with water, testimony, upon whom you see the Spirit descending, and remain upon him, this is he who baptized with the Holy
0: Spirit. Reference number five is Acts 1 5. Acts 1 5. Somebody else, Acts 11 16. Acts one five. This is Jesus. So all right. Then, reference number six. Acts eleven sixteen. In all these six references, it's either a direct quote or an indirect quote of the direct quote that it is jesus who will baptize with the holy spirit clear now paul gives the definition of baptism in the spirit in first corinthians 12 verse 13 that's your seventh reference first corinthians 12:13 paul defines what the lord meant by holy spirit baptism For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So what is the objective of baptism? Holy Spirit baptism? To become part of the church. To become part of the body of Christ. Are you getting me here? The baptism of the Holy Spirit, the six references along with the seventh, if you link them together, what's the objective of God baptizing us with the Holy Spirit? I've told my children that anytime you find a question, the best way to answer is that, write the last part of the question first. Why did Jesus baptize with the Holy Spirit? Jesus baptized with the Holy Spirit because... we may be put into the body of Christ. Therefore, I want you to now recollect what I said a moment earlier. Now you are wondering what did I say a moment earlier. You said a lot of things. I said that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is given unto us to put us into the body. And now, The birth of the body is happening at the day of Pentecost. And three, from now on, there shall be no two-step processes. Step number one, believing. Pause. Have you received the Holy Spirit? No, I have not. Okay, lay hands. Spirit comes upon you. That's not God's plan. That means that The moment you receive Jesus Christ, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's the teaching. That's the teaching. We have not yet come into filling. Now don't run ahead of me. We'll come to that. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you have believed Jesus Christ, has already happened. Not even a faint hallelujah. That means that the moment you were born again, let me try to get you excited. You have got two indescribable gifts. Two gifts from the Father who gives the best of gifts. Gift number one, salvation. Gift number two, the Holy Spirit. It has happened. Therefore, if you over here think that you do not have the Spirit, one of two things, either the Scripture is not clear to you, or two, you might not even be born again. There is a possibility that you are not even born again. If you are born again, you have already received the baptism, because Paul says, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, we have been baptized by the Spirit into one body. And what is that body? The church. The body of Christ. Christ. God puts us into the body of Christ through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the one thing that has not happened is that you have not been left without a witness. The Holy Spirit within us cries out, Abba, Father. Alright? Now, this ought to be... Quite clear unto us. Baptism with the Spirit is further defined in Romans six four to six. Can we turn to Romans six four to six? Galatians three twenty seven. Okay. Buried with him. In baptism. Now what baptism are we talking about? We are not talking about water baptism. Because there is no water in Romans 6. Right? The eunuch was asking, here is water. In Romans 6 there is no water. In Romans 6 there is only the Spirit. The work of the Spirit. So we have been baptized with Christ. We have already read 1 Corinthians 12, 13. But let's read Galatians three twenty seven. As many of you as have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. What does it mean? It means that if you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. So right now, just because we want to shake away sleep, we're going to pray. We'd rather thank God. Alright, let's take a moment to thank God. Let's thank God that we are born of His Holy Spirit. Father, we give you thanks that we are born of the Holy Spirit. We give you thanks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the two indescribable gifts. The gift of Jesus Christ, your Son, who came to set us free, who came to baptize us with the Spirit by putting us into the body. We give you thanks. Lord, we raise up an anthem of thanksgiving to you. We raise up our hearts in thanksgiving to you. Lord, Thank you for opening our understanding that we already have the Holy Spirit. We already have Him dwelling in us. We give you thanks. Ephesians 1 and verse 13. And there is another reason to thank God. Ephesians 1 and verse 13. Anyone from the crowd, please feel free to read and we are going to thank God again. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Now what is a seal? What's a seal? Does your company have a seal? Yeah? The seal is important? What is it used for? Authority? Authentication? Identification? Let's thank God. What is God identifying us? That we are His. If you have the Holy Spirit, God will not miss you. When He is searching, He will identify that you are His. Would you want to give God thanks? God, we are thanking you for we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The seal is a sign of ownership. Thank you, Lord, that I am owned by the Holy Spirit. I am owned by you, Lord. You are... My Lord and my God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks for sealing me with the Holy Spirit. You see, seal in the book of Revelation means that only one who has authority can approach us. The seal means that there is an authority over us. Let's go to God in thanksgiving and say, God, I recognize your authority over me. I give you thanks. I give you thanks, for I have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Your word says, I have been sealed unto the day of redemption. I give you thanks. I bless your name. Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. And that's a third reason why we are going to thank God. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. You want to thank God for that? God, I give you thanks. That I am not in the flesh, but I am in the spirit. It does not say you will not be in the flesh. It says you are. You are. Because you have the Lord Jesus Christ. You are. Your spirit has been made alive. Because you have been placed into the body of Christ. Your spirit is alive, brethren, I... I can't emphasize how excited you got to be about this. You are not like the one on the road. You are different. You have the living spirit within you. Lord, we give you thanks. Go on, brother. Amen. If I ask you, or if one of the sons of the soil asks you, what is your guarantee that you will live again? Which portion of scripture would you go to? Pop quiz. Which portion of scripture would you go go to? You could say, John fourteen nineteen, because I live, you shall live as well. But did you hear what our brother read right now? If the spirit of Christ lives in you go on, brother, read that again. But if the
2: spirit of you, the spirit of Jesus of the
0: dead in you. What will happen? Amen. Your guarantee of resurrection is because the Spirit lives in you. I mean, you got to be excited about this. You really got to be excited about this. What is your guarantee that you shall live again? Unus Unus. The one job that you can keep where you are 100% wrong is being a weatherman. You've seen BBC weathermen. How many of you? Yeah? They come and say tomorrow it's going to rain. It's going to rain in the southern parts of Salala. He does that and tomorrow it's bright and shiny. And you think this fellow will lose his job. But he comes the next day and says, Oh, it's going to be bright and shiny in salala again. And it rains. He still keeps his job. Because it is not dependent on him. Correct? Your resurrection is not dependent on you, it's dependent on the Holy Spirit that lives in you. Are you excited? Give God glory. Father, we give you thanks. (laughs) Blessed God, we give you thanks. For the Holy Spirit that lives in us, gives us the assurance that I will rise again. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Yes, God. Because he lives,
2: all fear is gone, because I know, yes I know,
0: he owes my future. This life is worth. Amen, God. Amen. Amen. We give you thanks, O Lord God, for because you live, it is not dependent on us. We give you thanks. It's not dependent on our merits. We give you thanks, Father. We might have sinned, fallen many times. But because the Spirit lives in us, we shall rise again. We give you thanks, O Lord. What a glorious truth. What a powerful truth. Thank you for opening our eyes to it tonight. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, contrary to a lot of teachings, we have not been commanded to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. All seven references, but none of them said, pray that you be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Did any of you read that? Am I communicating? There is no command in the Bible which says, be baptized. Because who does the baptism? Jesus. And what is the baptism for? To put you into the body. Therefore, God cannot tell you to pray that God puts you into the body. You pray that God save me, and once you are saved, the Lord added to the church. Who adds to the church? And how do you get added to the church? Through the Holy Spirit. It is by the same Spirit that we are one. What gives Christians this unity is one Father, one Lord, one Spirit, one baptism. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, we are not asked to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We are not commanded to go and ask God for the Holy Spirit, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All we are asked to do Is to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Now we are introduced to the second phrase. Be filled by the Holy Ghost. You have read that somewhere? You have read that somewhere? Yes? Praise God. It is a sovereign act of God. We have nothing to do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The moment we trust God. We are Baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is equivalent to saying that you have nothing to do with your own adoption. You did not pray to God and say, God, that you would adopt me. Please adopt me, O Lord. Adopt me into your family. You didn't do that. The moment you believed Christ, you were adopted into his family. You didn't pray that God you would justify me. Justify me. Justification happened when his righteousness became yours and your sinfulness became his. Right? All your sins were laid upon Jesus Christ. So if justification and adoption happens without prayer, you can also believe from today that baptism in the Holy Spirit also happens without prayer. It is God who does it. Let's move to Ephesians 5, and we'll go to the second phrase that is used over there. Unlike baptism, being filled with the Holy Spirit is an experience, and it should be sought out continuously. You need to seek out the the filling of the Holy Spirit continuously. Ephesians 5 verse 18, it says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. It's a command. It's a first class command. Be filled with the Spirit. Now there is a comparison that happens. Don't be filled with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Actually you read the fifth chapter of Ephesians You find that there are a lot of comparisons that are happening. Don't do this, but do this. Let him who steal, steal no more. Let him start working. A lot of comparisons are happening. And here it says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, we'll not go into why Paul says this, but let's just get into focus on the issue at hand, which is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The baptism with the Holy Spirit qualifies us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you can't be filled with something that you don't already have. Correct? You need to first receive something and then be filled. That's another proof that you already have the Holy Spirit. You are called to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And every Christian has the Holy Spirit in full measure. In full measure. It's not that once you are born again, you get an arm of the Holy Spirit. Two months down the line, you get another arm. Like, I don't know if you've seen these dolls. That when the child is not very strong, it cannot pull out the arms of the doll. When the child, when the baby grows up a little bit, it pulls out the two arms and the two limbs and only the torso will be like that. You've seen those dolls? The head is not there. And the arms are not there. The legs are not there, just the torso. And then it is a jigsaw puzzle for the child. Sometime one leg here, one arm here. The Holy Spirit doesn't come into you like that. Now I have 45% Holy Spirit. I'm working on it, I'm working on it, yeah, now it's 50, now it's 50, yeah, yeah, 55, 55. It's not the lottery that's going on. The Holy Spirit dwells in us in full measure. But because the Holy Spirit is a person, you can quench the Holy Spirit, which is quenching His work, or you can grieve the Holy Spirit, which is grieving the person. The different things. Now, don't use them interchangeably. A person, correct? To change a thing or a here is right. So the moment we begin to live unholy lives, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And the moment we disobey, we quench the Holy Spirit. And he is living in us in full measure. Everyone has the Holy Spirit. There is no Christian without the Holy Spirit. If there is, then he is no Christian at all. Now the Bible talks about carnal Christians in two places. Students of the Bible, which two places does Paul talk about carnal Christians? First Corinthians and in Romans. Right? First Corinthians, he addresses carnality in the sense that the Christians were living a carnal life. In Romans, Paul talks about carnality when the people were not not even born again. Let's just read the reference. Let's read Romans eight seven and nine seven to nine. Romans eight. Someone who has not read the scriptures, please, if you would, if you got a small voice, you could rise up and read. Uh, Someone who has not read, so that we would give an opportunity to the public reading of scriptures. You see, Paul had told uh, Timothy give attention to the public reading of scriptures. We should have that sometime. Read the scriptures aloud. Someone who is not read, would you rise up and read Romans 8, 7, 8 and 9. To mind so. Could you slow down, sir? You need to slow down. No, no. You need to stand up. You need to slow down. Like I need to reduce your tempo. When you are going i need to yeah slow down the mind is hostile to god. okay okay the sinful mind is hostile to god you sat down you've not finished reading the sinful mind cannot submit to God because it is hostile to God. Alright? I want you to understand the thought that Paul is bringing around over here. The sinful mind. He is not talking about a Christian who has fallen. A Christian who has fallen can still obey God because he rises up, the Holy Spirit within him rises up and allows him to obey. Romans 8 talks about a person who has got a sinful mind, who cannot even obey the scriptures. Yes, sir. okay those who are controlled by the sinful nature cannot please god are you following all right go on one more verse right. you however are controlled not by the
2: sinful nature by the
0: future. okay so there are two controlling authorities we know that already you must have studied that in discipleship Two controlling authorities. One is the sinful nature and the other is the Holy Spirit. So what is the progression of thought? Thank you, sir. You may, you may sit down. God bless you. The word of God will richly benefit you in Jesus' name. The, the thought over here is that the sinful mind cannot submit to God. We are controlled by the... A sinful man is controlled by his sinful nature, but you are not of those. Now... 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul is addressing a very, very sinful issue in the Corinthian church, which is of sexual immorality. Correct? Now, he comes to verse 9 and he asks a question. What's the question? 1 Corinthians 6, 9. What do, you not know? do you not know that you need the Holy Spirit? Is that what is written? You sinful, carnal fellows, don't you know that you need the Holy Spirit? You are sinning because you don't have the Holy Spirit. Is that what Paul wrote? Yes, sir. Or
2: do you not know that the
0: No, no, you need to finish that. Do you not know? Do
2: you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God?
0: No, six, nine. Do you not know that you are... What?
2: But brothers, that's not
0: the law. Okay. No, no. 6 9. Yeah, do
2: you not know that the untitles will not inherit the kingdom
0: of God? Okay. Do not be deceived. Neither
2: fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals,
0: nor sorrowful They will not inherit the kingdom of God. 19, verse 19. Yeah? Now all these people will not inherit the kingdom of God, but don't you know that the Holy Spirit already dwells in you? Compare that with what brother read right now in Romans 8, talking about the sinful, being controlled by the sinful nature. So, you and I sinning is not because we don't have the Holy Spirit, it's because the Holy, we are not, what's the word I'm looking for? We are not Filled with the Holy Spirit Okay It's an F word should start using the F word in church I am filled by the Holy Ghost Alright Now all you guys have started thinking All the wrong F words <laughs> You need the Holy Spirit You need the Holy Spirit Paul said, you are sinning, not because you don't have the Holy Spirit, but because you are quenching the Holy Spirit. You and I have been challenged this year that we need to live a life of holiness. Correct? And you have already, I have shown you from the scriptures that you already have the potential. You have the Holy Spirit. Now all you need to do is be filled by the Holy Spirit. Correct? Correct? Is this making sense? Are you catching my drift? Are you asleep? (laughs) Now what does it mean? The word plerou is the Greek word that is used for be filled. It's a passive, imperative. Imperative means command. Continuous tense. Therefore, if you were to write it in the, as translated from the Greek, it would be, Be kept being continuously filled. How's that for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit? Be kept being continuously filled. Now the question is, how long? Not very long, each moment. You just need to be filled only one moment at a time. That's the key. Paul is now giving you the key of being filled with the Holy Spirit. He says that don't be drunk with wine. See, if a man is drunk, he is controlled every moment by what is inside him. Correct? And if a Christian is drunk with the Spirit, now please forgive me that usage, he will be controlled every moment by the Holy Spirit. Now you see why Paul brings about the comparison? There is other reasons as well, because he's writing to the Ephesians. Ephesians had the worship of Diana and the Ashtaroth and all that stuff. We'll go to that some other day, God willing. But here, he talks about being filled continuously and being kept filled. Now, the concept in our mind about filling is what? A glass has got a little water and then you pour and it gets filled and it starts overflowing. But that's not the idea in Pleru'u. The idea is of being Controlled. Being filled is equal to being controlled. And to use a word that you are familiar with. To be possessed. When you are possessed by something. You are controlled by it. There are other ideas as well. One of the ideas is probably like being led and that's used by paul in galatians if you are you will be led by the holy spirit now to give you an example matthew chapter 4 and verse 1 jesus was now you're getting the idea jesus was led by the holy spirit Luke chapter 4 and verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led into the wilderness. Mark chapter 1, Jesus was driven. Now, the driven is a much more stronger word. Now, in order for all this to happen, what should Jesus be having? He should be full of the Holy Spirit. So, what I'm trying to establish over here is that you and I would begin to yield control to the Holy Spirit. And as we begin to do that, we are being filled by the Holy Spirit. Now, you are wondering, the moment I said, be being kept continuously filled, the question in your mind is, but how? Y-B-H, yes, but how? This is how you get filled by the Holy Spirit. You yield control. Correct? You yield control. You give control. In uh, all of us, uh, we've, or I've, I've seen many of us come up here and say that I once couldn't drive, but now I have a license. Right? Just like I once was blind. Now I can see, could say that I drove very well, but the guy failed me. But I drove horribly, almost killing him and me. (laughs) And it's not me, the Holy Spirit. The point is, if you were driving at a hundred on a speed track, and there was a danger, and the policeman or the Ustad sitting next to you, he take control of the steering. Correct. At that point of time, you're not fighting with him. Leave my steering wheel, you. Correct. At that point of time, you want him to take control because you've already finished all your prayers. You've asked the Lord for forgiveness. Lord, if I were to die now, please take me to heaven. Remember me, Lord, when you come in your kingdom. You've prayed the, even the prayer of the thief on the cross. You want him. Why is that? You've yielded the steering wheel to him. That's what filling of the Holy Spirit does to you. When you humbly receive, and or rather when you humbly give him control and say, Lord, how must I work in office today? You are a spirit-filled employee. Lord, how must I relate to my children today? You're a spirit-filled parent. God, give me wisdom to talk to X or Y. You're being filled. Let me tell you, don't wait for an excitement or a tingling down your spine and say that, oh, I feel that, the Holy Ghost. And if someone tells you that unless you feel the Holy Spirit like a a rat with claws in your tummy. He's a sheep. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He doesn't want you to know the truth. The truth is, he's a gentle spirit. He lives within you. And the more you yield control, the more you are being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's all that there is about it. Praise God. Amen. Before we begin praying, just one thing. Yielding control. Now, another question that comes to your mind is how do I yield control? Colossians 3 16.
2: Colossians 3.16
0: Okay, what all do you need to do when or what all will happen when you are filled with the word? Go on, I'm, you can, this is an open book exam. The book is open in front of you. What, what happens? Paul is saying, he's admonishing, he says, Guys, you need to be, you need to allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. And now once that happens, what will happen? You will begin to sing. Okay? You will begin to give thanks. You will begin to do all manner of submissions. The wife will submit to the husband. The husband will begin to love the wife. And then you will become a spirit-filled employee. Now let's go back to Ephesians 5. Read verse 19 onwards. Let's read 18 again. And let's see what is the result of being filled with the holy spirit do not be drunk with wine yes go on sir okay okay now what happens watch out to yourself in okay okay all right now you've done the same thing that you're doing when you're filled with the word correct go on go on and making in your heart to the okay Mm-hmm. For all okay. And then it goes on to say that wives submit to your husbands, husbands love your wives, and so on and so forth. So, do you see a parallel? Do you or don't you? Yes. You see a parallel. Therefore, filling, being filled with the Holy Spirit is the same as being filled with His Word. You're asking, how do I get filled with the Holy Spirit? You get filled with the Holy Spirit when you get filled with his word. The more it goes in, the more it controls you. So that now goes against the grain of reading one or two magical verses a day. I mean, when we were in school, we used to play something known as a book cricket. I don't know if you've played book cricket. You play only on the even-numbered pages of the book. You open the book and if the, the page number is 24, you've scored four runs. You open the book and the book it's two, two 22, you've scored two runs. You open the book and it is 20, zero, you, you're out. Don't read the Bible like that. Open the book and it says that. And then Judas was grieved. And he hung himself. Yeah. And the next time you. Oh, no, 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 no. Go and do likewise. If God wanted us to read the Bible. In bits and pieces, he would have given us something like a telephone directory. Have you wondered why God has given us the Bible as, a, as innumerable stories? That's a Father telling you the story about himself. Now don't stop where the chapter number stops. You are interested in the story, just go on. I love to read, um, or rather I used to read um, Sherlock Holmes. Now, when I read Sherlock Holmes, I don't go to page number 525 and then I want to know what's happening. I want that, that story to grip me. And I want to understand it fully. Likewise, let's read the Bible. Let's allow the Word to saturate us. Increase your appetite for the Word. Have you, when was the last time you prayed to God and said, God, increase my appetite for the Word. I want a greater hunger for your Word. This week's promise for the week, and I'll spare you the quiz. It says that, the, it is the Spirit that gives life. The Word and the Spirit gives life. John chapter 6, verse 68 says that it's the Spirit that gives life. It's the Word. Jesus says that the words that I speak unto you, they are life and they are Spirit. So being filled in the Holy Ghost is the same as being filled with His Word. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is walking with the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Now when you walk, how many steps at a time do you take? Unless you are a kangaroo. How many kangaroos in the house? No kangaroos. How many steps do you take at a time? You are trusting God for that one step. Right? When you are walking. Have you done that with the Holy Spirit? That's being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing magical about it. It's all from the scriptures. Allow yourself to be soaked in the word of God. And the Lord will richly bless you. Amen. Let's go and talk to God right now. Let's be on our feet and begin talking to God. Father, we give you thanks. You want to talk to God about all the truths that you heard today? convert it into your own personal prayer to the Father, and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you thanks for the means of being filled has already been given unto me that I need to just yield to the work of the Holy Ghost in me. God, for a long time, I have held out unto Him. I have held out. I have not surrendered. Is there something in your life that you have not yet surrendered? Would you want to give it over to Him and say, God, from this day... I yield my tongue unto you. I yield my thoughts unto you. Lord, I want more of a, a submissive heart in me. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. It comes by surrender. It comes by death to self. It comes by mortification of sin. It comes by confession. It comes by a readiness to submit. Is there any sin in your life you would want to confess to God at this time and say, God, I am sorry. Father, forgive me. I repent of it. Oh, how I have grieved the Holy Spirit within me. God, with all my sins, I have grieved the Holy Spirit within me. Holy Spirit of God, I have grieved you. Father, I have grieved the Spirit that you have given me. Lord, you forgive me. Now, O Lord God... I confess my sins. Lord, I am wrong. You are right. If I were to be cast into hell today, you would be justified. But Lord, because your son has paid the price for me, I will not be cast into hell, O God. I give you thanks. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord God, for cleansing me. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. Thank you for making me one with the body. God, I give you thanks. I forsake my selfishness. I forsake my self-will. I forsake acting in my own will. God, I pray that you would forgive me. I empty myself right now, O Lord God. My self was on the throne. Lord, I yield myself unto you even now in the name of Jesus. I consciously want to be filled with your word. I consciously want to practice your presence. Give me a sensitivity towards sin. Saturate me by the word of God. Increase my appetite for the word. Lord, forgive me when I have nibbled bits and pieces of your word. I want to begin to read your word systematically. I want to study your word. Allow your word to change me. Allow your word to change me, O Lord God. Father, for when I begin to read your word more, I know that I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I know, God, that there is a filling of the Holy Spirit even now. God, that there shall be a filling.
3: Let us continue to remain in the attitude of prayer. When the Lord met two of the disciples on the road of Emmaus, they were speaking with each other about the Lord, and Jesus met them and asked them, what were you talking with each other? They said, we heard about Jesus who is a prophet and who is rich in word and deed in the sight of God. And then the Lord told them, don't you know, That it is written about me in all the scriptures. How foolish are you and how dull is your heart not to understand what is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets. The Lord opened their eyes and they were able to understand the Lord's perspective of the word of God. So let us ask the Lord to give us grace to understand the Lord's perspective of understanding his word. It is not by our might. Not by our knowledge, but it is by His Spirit. When you are filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit God will allow you to understand the Lord's purpose and the Lord's wisdom in His Word. For you and me. Let us ask the Lord, Father we thank you Lord for your Word and your Holy Spirit whom you have given us Lord as a gift to us Lord. Lord, thank you for the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in us, Lord. Lord, help us to, Lord, understand your word in your eyes, Lord. Through your eyes, help us to study it and, Lord, know it, Lord. And know you more, Lord. Lord, Paul has seen you in heaven, Lord. Yet he came down and said, I want to know the Lord more and the power of his resurrection. Lord, help us to Know You more in our lives, Lord. Day after day, help us to study Your Word and understand Your love, Lord. Lord, that love which is so high and so deep, Lord, so long and so wide, that love for me, Lord, when I was a wretched man, Lord, You loved me that You, Lord, You brought me out of the sin and death, and Lord, brought me into the light of Your kingdom of Your Son, Lord. Lord, we thank You, Lord, for Your grace for your mercy, for your word, and for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us continue in the same word of Ephesians chapter 5. Let us open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Please be seated for a few minutes and we will again rise up and pray. We have sufficient time to pray for ourselves and for each other. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So when the Lord has made Paul write this, be filled with the Spirit. How do we understand being filled with the Spirit? As the brother has already mentioned, when, whenever we understand filling, the first thing that comes up in our mind is a glass filled with water. But that is not what the Lord is saying through Paul. Instead, the Lord is saying, be being kept continuously filled moment by moment in your life So that the Lord, the Holy Spirit God will do His sanctifying work in you to conform you and me to the person of Jesus Christ. That is the very primary ministry of the Holy Spirit God in you and me in every child of God across the world. To just make you understand more, I will emphasize on this one and give you a layman's understanding don't think about the glass, but do you do you all know how a hot air balloon works? The balloon stays afloat in the air only when that fire heats the air on a continuous basis. That's what as the Lord is talking about you and me. Be being kept continuously filled with the Holy Spirit God. And I'll give you a scriptural example which will make you more... Understand. Let us go to Romans chapter 1, verse 29. I read from 28. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Talking about the unbelievers, and they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. Here, you see the contrary part of being filled with an evil attitude. And do you understand that these people are not doing this act for a moment and then they are living a holy life? They are being filled, they are being kept continuously filled by the evil spirit and all the deeds of the wickedness and envy and greed and depravity is the part and parcel of their daily life on the contrary you know paul is saying do not be drunk with wine or do not be like these people but you be being filled with the holy spirit god which means you and me are admonished exhorted To be being continuously filled with the Spirit. And the result of being filled with the Spirit is... We see in the verses below, chapter 5.18 of Ephesians, that we sing the songs with joy. And then with the gratitude, we give thanks to the Lord continually. Where Paul says in Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks to the Lord continually. Do not pinch the Spirit. And then you submit to the church, to each other, to your spouses, to your masters. And this is the work of the Spirit in us. This is the result of being filled by the Holy Spirit, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Do you see the love, the joy when you sing the songs? The love, the joy, the peace. The goodness, the kindness, the patience, the faithfulness, and the meekness by which we go to the Lord and give thanks, and the self control. That's the result of being kept continuously filled by the Holy Spirit. And which heart is an unthankful heart to the Lord? The heart which boasts about. Itself. It is by pride a man does not go to the Lord and give thanks to the Lord. What is that you and me have which we did not receive? The clothes you wear, the life you live, the beds you sleep, the children you have, the spouse you have, are they not all the gifts of the Lord to you and me? And how grateful are we to the Lord? How grateful are We to be to the Lord on a continuous basis to give thanks to the Lord all the days of our life. Shall we all arise and give thanks to the Lord. Remember what the Lord has done for you. Every bit of the thing, starting from your birth, from the womb of your mother, till now, until the day you will see the Lord face to face, give thanks to the Lord. It is by His grace you have been saved through faith. Give thanks for the very salvation the Lord has given you. And through the salvation, the Lord has already baptized us into His body by His Holy Spirit. And then the Lord is asking us, admonishing us to be being kept continuously filled by His Holy Spirit, which is His sanctifying work, wherein you and me has to trust and obey the Lord. Let us not grieve the Holy Spirit, God. And let us not quench the Spirit. When you rebel again as the Spirit and suppress Him, you are quenching the Holy Spirit, God. And when you disobey, you are grieving Him. The Lord is anguishing in His heart that my child is not obeying me and not letting me make me conform Him to the person of Christ Jesus. Do you want to pray for yourself and your brother? Shall we all hold our hands? Please hold the hands of your neighbor. And pray, let us pray for each other that your brother will not miss out the purpose of the Lord in his life of being kept continuously filled with the Spirit and producing the fruit of the Spirit. The Lord said, unless you abide in me, you cannot do anything. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Shall we ask the Lord For your brother and sister whom you are holding your hand Lord Uphold my brother Lord In your spirit Lord uphold my brother And Lord help my brother to produce much fruit in you Lord Lord this is your desire for us That Lord we be conformed To your son Jesus Christ By the agency of your Holy Spirit in us Lord Lord help us Lord Help my brother and help my sister Lord To be conformed to the image of the person of Jesus Christ Lord help us to produce much fruit in our lives Lord Lord we have received the grace to say no to ungodliness Lord Lord when the mystery Babylon system is all around us Lord Pushing us to sin Lord we have you in us Lord Who is a powerhouse in us Lord To say no to ungodliness and bring glory to you Lord Lord, thank you, Lord, for choosing us, Lord To be your body, to manifest your manifold wisdom To the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms Lord, we are grateful to you, Lord To be chosen as your body, Lord To be chosen as your children, Lord Lord, what a grace, Lord Lord, what a love, Lord, we have received Lord, no words can explain us, Lord Explain your love, Lord Lord, no words are sufficient To praise you Lord Yet Lord with all our heart and our mind Our strength and our soul Lord we want to say we love you Lord We will live for you Lord And Lord Use us to bring many from sin To righteousness Lord Use each one of us as your instruments Lord of righteousness Lord As your instruments to proclaim your name Lord in this warped and crooked Generation Lord help us to be Like stars in the sky Lord, help us to be a light to this world and a salt unto this earth, Lord. Lord, lift us up by Your Spirit, Lord. Help us, Lord, by Your Spirit. We thank You, Lord, for the Word, for the truth which You have brought us today, Lord. Lord, help all of us, Lord, to know the truth and be set free. From every kind of deceptive ideologies, Lord To be free from every kind of deceptive doctrines, Lord And Lord, help us to abide in you, Lord And remain in you, Lord Lord, this is our prayer for each one of us, Lord Lord, this is our desire that our elders and pastors be filled with the Spirit, Lord This is our desire that every member of our congregation be filled with the Spirit, and bring much fruit, Lord, for your glory. Lord, help us to be submissive, Lord, to each other. Help us, Lord, to sing songs of joy all the days of our life, Lord. Making melody in our hearts, Lord. Because of what we have received from you, Lord. Because of what you are going to give us, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us commit tomorrow's service into the Lord's hands. The Lord who is at work today, the same Lord who will be at work tomorrow in the service, who will bring glory to His own namesake. The Bible says in Ezekiel, when the Lord said about the people of Israel, It is not for your sake that I am going to bring you out or bring you back to this nation. But it is for my name's sake and for for my glorious name's sake that I am going to bring you and will make my name praised among the nations. May the Lord bring praise to his own name in tomorrow's service through his children, you and me. Father, we thank you, Lord, and we commit tomorrow's service into your hands, Lord. And each one of your children, Lord Use them for your glory Lord, what you have prepared For your glory, Lord Make your children do it By your spirit's power, Lord, tomorrow And let the glory be yours And only yours, Lord Lord, help us to sing joyfully tomorrow, Lord Lord, help us to, Lord Dance, Lord, with joy In our hearts, Lord, to you, Lord Lord, help us to listen to you carefully with attentive hearts, Lord. Help us to understand your eternal perspective, Lord, for each one of us. Lord, help us to pray for each other and uphold each other in love. Lord, help our faith to express itself in love towards each other, Lord. And may each one of us bring glory to your name and your name alone. We thank you and we praise you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord.
1: Amen. We thank God for what God has done in our midst this evening. Let's open to Acts 10.38. And I want us to go with this as we pray. And I want you to hold on to the Scriptures. you being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's an assignment you need to use that enablement for? how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with who? Holy Ghost and with what? And what did he do with it? Who went about doing good? good. What did he do? Healing all those that were oppressed Of the devil, for God was with him. Doing good includes winning souls for Christ. So you are filled to do good. He said, These signs shall follow them that. Does that include you? These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils. You don't have the Holy Spirit just to eat to drink tea. You don't have the Holy Spirit just to be a passive Christian. You have the Holy Spirit to exercise the power and tell the devil, shut up! And it shuts up. When the devil comes to tempt you, he says, go and do that. He says, devil, shut up! I'm not going to commit that thing." That's what the Holy Spirit is meant to do in your life. So I want you to go with that power. You have the understanding. See my people perish for lack of. You have the understanding now. So you must walk in that consciousness. That I am not alone. The person of the Holy Spirit is with me. Everywhere you go, walk with the consciousness of the Holy Spirit. That you are not alone. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I'm sure you know God is with you. You are not alone. If you believe you are not alone, shout Hallelujah. So walk in that boldness. And from henceforth. The devil will not be able to harass you again yes. Because you have the Holy Spirit With you And if God be for you Who can be Against you Are you excited yes. Shout glory Amen Put your hands together for Jesus Amen So please I want you to walk in the conscience of what you have heard tonight and go in the power of it. And say, God, you are not a Jesus with only ghost and power. He went to do good. I want to do the same thing. And you see how God will use you powerfully. In the name of Jesus. This time shall follow you. Because you believe. How many of us are excited to see our women sing... Play instruments, dance tomorrow. (laughs) Praise God. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. So please, let's be here in time later today, right? We are here at 12 o'clock. Please make sure you come in time. The program is jam-packed. Don't come one minute after 12. You may not even find a seat for you to know. So please make sure you are here in time, and the Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Just to warn the children between ages 3 to 9, they are going to be in the new church but us So please release them in time, so that we will have a package for them in that place. we want the women to enjoy themselves, so don't take care of children tomorrow, just get blessed. And the Lord bless one of us in Jesus' name. Yes. Have you been blessed?
2: Yes. You have been blessed?
1: Yes. I will encourage you. We have that powerful teaching. We have it on tape. Book it and get it. Let that be your parting gift with Pastor Sudir. Yes. Praise God. <laughs> Let's share the grace of God and fellowship. With the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Holiness and peace. God bless you in Jesus name.